Hi everybody, it's Dr. Sam Byrne, and this is another edition of 2020 iTalk. This is a show that offers cutting-edge information on your eyes, eye health, and wellness. So I'm really happy to be here today. Uh, I'm going to be talking about a couple of different issues that relate to the front surface of our eye called the cornea. And this has been sparked by a number of questions that I've received uh, both on Facebook and also through email. And so I want to talk about the cornea, corneal health, and uh, specifically there was a question from a gentleman from Canada who was diagnosed with a condition called keratoconus, and this is the bulging of the cornea. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty serious condition that actually causes a uh, pretty major distortion in your vision. It also causes an astigmatism, which means that the eyeball, and in this case the cornea, has an irregular shape, which creates a, a, a blurring that's difficult to get rid of with uh, lenses. So um, I'm going to talk about a keratoconus, but I want to start off and I want to talk about the cornea because, you know, the cornea is the front surface of the eye. It's the clear window where we can actually see out, of course, and people can also see in. So it's a it's a vulnerable place because it's, it's one of the first areas uh, in the eye that, um, where we meet the world. And so in terms of keeping our window clear and clean, one of the keys is how moisturized we can keep the cornea. And this, this sets up a situation called dry eye syndrome, which many people are suffering. And of course, if you're on the digital devices, uh, this is going to make the, uh, the cornea uh, even drier. Uh, and of course, if we you know use things like... Um, um, blue blocking lenses or, you know, we wear sunglasses, those things can block some of the damaging light that can cause the cornea to dry out. But there are other reasons why our corneas dry out, and that could be everything from, you know, stress, trauma, toxicity, and uh, also metabolic imbalances. You know, there have been a number of studies that show that that women who are estro- estrogen deficient have a higher uh, incidence of developing dry eye syndrome. That's why using uh, homeopathic eye drops and MSM eye drops can work really well at moisturizing the cornea and returning it to a healthy state because if you're not producing enough tears, the cornea uh, has a lot of tiny nerve endings that need to be covered. And if they're not covered, uh, every time you blink, it, it feels like you have a gritty, sandy feeling in your eyes. But actually, that's just the nerves being irritated because they're not getting the moisturization that they need. Another thing about the cornea is that it's called an avascular structure, which means that no direct blood vessels run through it. And 
This means that in terms of getting the proper nutrients, um, the cornea is relying on its blood supply indirectly. And if there's a real starvation in the cornea, then something occurs called neovascularization, which means because there's a starvation in the cornea tissue, the eye begins to produce new blood vessels, but these new blood vessels contain uh, more uh, fragility, and so bleeding can occur, hemorrhaging can occur, and this is all in the spirit of trying to nourish the cornea, but in doing so, the eye is creating these uh, leaky blood vessels, and it really is not um, a a good way to go. So in terms of, you know, the cornea's tissues, uh, it definitely needs um, a lot of oxygenation and hydration to remain healthy. And a lot of the um, corneal problems that I've seen over the years, and we can go through the list of pterygium, uh, Fuchs dystrophy, dry eye syndrome, herpes zoster, ocular rosacea. These are a few of the manifestations of an of a cornea being imbalanced in terms of its hydration and oxygenation so this creates chronic dryness pain light sensitivity visual distortion glare and something that's really disturbing which is poor night vision because there are several layers of the cornea and if one of those layers doesn't get the proper oxygenation and hydration, it creates a corneal bulging. And this actually can create a degenerative process in the cornea. And uh, this is what causes uncorrected, you know, blurred vision. Of course, contact lenses in some cases can help slow down the deterioration, especially using hard contact lenses. Uh, There are also other uh, techniques that you can use. I mentioned eye drops. Um, I also think that, uh, you know, your diet has a really important influence on the cornea health. I published an article a few months ago on something called the ocular microbiome. And we know that the microbiome is the healthy bacteria in the gut. And researchers actually have found that there is a microbiome in the eye that we actually need um, good bacteria in the eye to reduce the risk of inflammation, infection, and deterioration. And if you're a contact lens wearer, for example, that this can actually have an effect on reducing the ocular microbiome. If you take long-term topical antibiotics, steroid drops, um, glaucoma medication, these things can begin to affect the ocular microbiome. So in terms of nutrients that you want to add, obviously things like lutein, zeaxanthin, beta carotene, vitamin C. I love glutathione, really important. Taurine, bilberry, quercetin, omega-3 fish oil. Uh, I want to pause here and talk about omega-3 fish oil. 
Uh, there have been a number of research studies that show that when you increase your omega-3 fish oil, you actually can improve your tear film, your tear production, reduce dry eye syndrome. So I would recommend at least 1,000 milligrams a day of a really good omega-3 fish oil. I would also add coconut oil, MCT oil. I would definitely um, up your nuts and seeds. That's really important. Um, and then in terms of the overall inflammatory response in the body, really important to boost your uh, gut microbiome by taking pre-probiotics, fermented foods, probiotics, this will all help get rid of and reduce the inflammatory response in the body. So one of the keys in keeping the cornea healthy, of course, is reducing free radicals that can accumulate in the, the eyes, especially the cornea tissue. And this brings us to the condition called keratoconus, and I'm going to refer to this uh, this disease because it's it's pretty serious. It definitely has a genetic predisposition. Um, it's also really fed by stress, and uh, also if there's been any trauma, uh, and even heavy metal toxicity could also affect. The, uh, the cornea and this keratoconus situation. One of the things I've also discovered about keratoconus is that uh, because of the oxidative uh, stress and the oxidative damage from the free radicals, this actually reduces the lymph and the immune system in the eye, especially the cornea. And people with keratoconus tend to have um, allergy problems, so their immune system is compromised. They also have magnesium deficiencies. Um, this is really interesting because, you know, magnesium is such an important trace mineral for so many functions in the body, but especially for the eye and the cornea. So in terms of how to treat uh, keratoconus conventionally, what an eye doctor will do is prescribe something called a gas-permeable contact lens. And this fits over the, the, the cone shape of the cornea, the keratoconus, that creates this cone shape of the cornea. And this can begin to slow down the, um, uh, the development of the keratoconus. And also another situation that can go on is this, if the keratoconus really progresses, this uh, could lead to something called a corneal transplant. And this is difficult because in a lot of cases with the corneal transplant, um, you end up having a lot of blurred vision and unstable vision afterwards. Now I'm going to talk briefly about a new procedure that is now being used to treat um, keratoconus, and it's called corneal cross-linking, CXL. And this is an in-office procedure. It actually strengthens the cornea, and it also works really well if your LASIK surgery has not gone uh, as expected and there's complications in LASIK surgery. So both in keratoconus and 
complications in LASIK surgery, this cross-linking process has worked uh, very well. So basically what it is, it's a, it's a pretty non-invasive procedure where the doctor applies liquid riboflavin, vitamin B2, and actually riboflavin has been found in many research studies to improve corneal health and even overall eye health. So this, um, this application of the liquid riboflavin on the surface of the cornea followed by a treatment of ultraviolet light um, has been found to actually improve the, um, the corneal surface and reduce some of the effects of the keratoconus. So it actually strengthens the cornea, specifically the epithelium. This is the front surface of the cornea. And uh, it can work pretty well in terms of, um, you know, reducing some of the symptoms of keratoconus. Now, there's some doctors um, in North America who specialize in uh, corneal cross-linking. And um, it, it actually can work very well. Some of the things you have to be careful about would be that after the surgery, you could develop uh, some, some infections. So taking topical antibiotics. And of course, I would certainly supplement with pre-probiotics and probiotics uh, systemically. And consider using um, homeopathic eye drops and MSM eye drops as well to boost the lymph system and the um, immune system of the eyes. But um, aside from corneal infections, um, most of the time, this uh, cross-linking effect works really well. So in terms of the cornea, this is the clear window of our eyes. It's a very important um, initial structure that the light comes in, which then eventually goes to the retina. And it's important to have a healthy cornea. You know, when you suffer pain from dry eye syndrome or you have some of these other imbalances that create corneal problems, it really wreaks havoc in terms of your ability to see effortlessly and easily. So that's my show for today. Um, I really appreciate you tuning in, as always. And until next time, uh, you take good care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsamburn.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. 
Dr. Burns' information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.